1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dennis Prager Show in the post-Easter, post-Seder. Passover continues for seven, eight, seven days, eight days for some, and I welcome you. I'm still reeling from the New York Times. I brought this to your attention Thursday, publishing on Passover and Easter weekend, a Crap on the Bible crap on God literally well not literally it was nobody defecated but uh, muck that the God the Bible the holiday uh, that's the piece that they published stupid piece as well uh, and uh, this is a giveaway in case you needed one as to the moral stature of the New York Times but it is more than that at the heart of of leftism is a hatred of Judeo-Christian values, a loathing and mockery of the Bible and of the God of the Bible. That is at the heart of this issue, the issue being the left's positions on everything. That That is at the heart of it. That's why it is such an important subject that they would publish this it's a, it's a giveaway about another aspect of the left, the cowardice. Do you think they would publish a mocking of Allah and uh, Muhammad and the Quran? I studied Arabic, so I, I pronounced them the way someone saying it in Arabic would. I don't normally do that. <laughs> I don't normally say Nicaragua or Honduras. In any event, you think that they would do that? Of course not, because they're afraid Muslims will hurt them. And they're not afraid of Jews or Christians. Simple as that. You can mock Jews, Judaism, Christians, and Christianity all you like, and you sleep well at night. But you can't even publish a picture, a rendering of Muhammad. Right? That's the rule. The violent win, just like the violent one in 2020, violent left. They won. Defund the police. Do you know, I now think of it, this is a point that I came up with just this weekend. My summary of the absurdity, the... The reality-denying essence of leftism is men give birth. However, I now have a a contender for that position of a statement that disqualifies the left, and that is defund the police lowers crime rates or decreases crime, make it even pithier. Defund the police decreases uh, crime. That is as absurd as men give birth. We're not just lied to by the left. We are expected to acknowledge that it is true or you are deemed a hater. I don't know. Whom do you hate? If you, I know you you hate the trans world if you claim that men don't give birth. If they would say, by the way, trans men give birth, that would be a somewhat different story. But they don't say that. They say men give birth. That's not true. Who do you offend if you say, defund the police, does not decrease crime? You offend the New York Times, you offend Democratic mayors and governors, but there's no group, I guess, that you can be accused of demeaning by denying that. Do you know every day I go through a lot of news sites Basically, aside from the standard ones of the left and the right, Wall Street Journal, Fox News, Washington Post, New York Times, and I also go through Daily Mail because of the sheer quantity of stories. And by the way, Daily Mail has written two idiotic pieces about me. So it gives you an idea of how little it bothers me because I continue to go to Daily Mail. I mean, you see, they have so many reporters; they'll publish anything. That's basically what happened: to publish a a big piece, charging me with licking forks from the floor. That's right, believe it or not. Not something I ever even said. But some fool, who reports for them, probably in L.A. Well, it could be anywhere, actually. It wouldn't be in L.A. Anyway, I look at the feed. And the amount of crime, the amount of murder in the country, I almost expect a shooting, a horrible shooting or, or, or horrible death. A woman run over in her own driveway. A woman goes home. Did you see this story? M- mom of two goes to her house, apparently with a man, and then come he—he's on video taking her out dead in a bag. Yes. So the question I ask myself every day, with all the shootings, and South Carolina had two mass shootings, doesn't even make make headlines anymore. So I—I I ask, is there a decline in civilization, or is it there's more reporting today? I think it's a decline. Do you think we would have had this much reporting in in nineteen fifty, nineteen thirty?
0: I mean, the the internet does change
1: everything. The internet changes everything. Look, uh, obviously, I hope you're right. It's
0: not. It can be
1: both. It can be both. That's a good. That's a good point too. Yes, it can be both. But the the root, some of and the the sadism, the woman carjacked, her arm caught in the car, in the seatbelt, and they kept driving while she was screaming, and they literally ripped her arm off her body, and she died. It is inconceivable to any of us. You can't empathize with what you didn't endure. You can sympathize. Empathy is a very difficult thing. Obviously, general empathy is not that difficult. I'm empathizing with the woman, but I cannot possibly relate to the pain and suffering and terror having not experienced that. But what she went through, there is a real sadism on the part of of some. The randomness is another thing. guy talking on his phone, I was in L.A. I'm going to report on all this because I keep a scrapbook of it. Guy was talking on his phone in in L.A. Guy comes over and stabs him to death. That's all he was doing. He was talking on his phone. I think there is a breakdown though. When you see the mob at the University of Buffalo, and you saw the mob at Yale. Remember the mob at Yale? That was the. That was the first mob I remember screaming and cursing at a at a teacher for not being woke enough people don't talk about it but it it, it is it is important if you're going to help anybody uh, a great majority of these are done by blacks two blacks, two Hispanics, two whites the mob at buffalo is black and i think it's it's not I think there are two geneses of this. One is the absence of fathers. It's a terrible, terrible dilemma, and equally, the telling of young to young blacks, "You are persecuted. You are hated. You are systemically, racistly treated." When you when you build up this belief, the society has it in for me. You're going to get people who are angry. You're also going to get people who, because they feel that they are victims, feel that they can do anything. Like the guy in, uh, who was this mass uh, shooter? owned oh, in New York City on the subway car. If you watch his videos, his rants about racist America, you, you would understand where, where this anger comes from that gives him a moral green light. To just shoot people. Of course, he didn't only shoot whites. But he shot... Also, it's clear the guy's somewhat demented. That doesn't hurt. (laughs) the Dennis Prager Show. Dennis Prager here and the real estate market is hot right now. People are taking advantage of low interest rates and economic uncertainty by investing in real assets. Whether you're a first time buyer or just looking to make a change, the key to getting the property you want is being pre-qualified with cash in hand. That's why you should contact Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian at andrewandtodd.com They are with Sierra Pacific Mortgage. Andrew and Todd are mortgage bankers, not brokers, so their team takes care of you personally from start to finish. In fact, you'll probably speak with either Andrew or Todd directly. Go online and fill out a few simple questions, and they can usually assess your situation right over the phone. Andrew and Todd are with you every step of the way. Go to andrewandtodd.com or call 888-888-1172, andrewandtodd.com, or 888-888-1172, 888-888-1172. I was thinking over the weekend, what did uh, what did pastors and priests say on the most important day in the Christian calendar day commemorating Christian faith in the resurrection of Jesus? So I'm curious I can't take all the calls but if it, it, I'd be very curious what the message was if there was anything other than you know be a faithful christian the power of 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 christian faith and the resurrection etc that, that that's that's not uh what I'm curious about I'm curious about if if there was a larger message that's a pretty large message. I'm not saying anything about that. I'm just wondering, did you get a woke message? Did you get a conservative message? Did you get a completely apolitical message? I did this uh, with Jews on the Rosh Hashanah, because Passover is not, not the time to ask what a rabbi say. Most Jews have a Seder, but they won't go to synagogue on Passover specifically. So I'm really dedicating this one to Christians of all varieties. I do wonder what the, the message was. I'll tell you what the message ought to be from every rabbi, priest, and minister, pastor. the The message ought to be that what has happened with the demotion of the Bible and God in our society. As ex- as exemplified by the New York Times piece, mocking God, I mean literally, just mocking God, mocking faith in God, mocking faith in the Passover story specifically, this is what they're good at. The left mocks, but they build nothing. So now that there is... There is no reason for the leftist there's no reason for you to be a religious Jew or Christian. They have successfully demoted them from their status in American life. That was that was their biggest aim. Because the biggest opposition to leftism is always religious. That's the Pope. John Paul II and his anti-communism was an example. The fanatical Muslims' opposition to the Russians. The Russian invasion, I think it was 19, Was it, what, what year was that? Was 79? I have to look it up. The Russian invasion of Afghanistan is basically completely forgotten. I wonder if if there was 1% of young people, I mean college age, who wouldn't even know about it. I doubt it. But that launched everything. Afghanistan was on its way to modernizing, to having individual liberty as its essence when the Russians crushed Afghanistan. Mass slaughter, mass torture. And then... Afghanistan went fanatic to, in the other direction. And the rest is history, as they say. I read a very powerful piece. I'll have to read to you excerpts from it. On Russians, and I, my heavy breathing is because I have come to a tentative conclusion. I can't say conclusion-like. I now know the square root of 16 definitively. I do know the square root of 16 definitively, but uh, this is more of a conjecture than certitude. But after a lifetime of struggling with the issue, is there a Russian culture that uh, adores tyranny? I have come to the conclusion that there is. That doesn't mean every Russian. There's no such thing as every. The question that I have is, since I am certain, or I am quite certain, if you will, that there is an adoration of the tyrant in Russian culture, there is also in Chinese culture emanating from Confucianism in my opinion. The question is, is it universal? Is it really quintessentially Russian or quintessentially Chinese? Or is it nearly universal? And to a certain extent, I do think it is nearly universal. However, some societies elevated the individual to supreme status. Not not the tyrant, not the leader. The left is of the Russian and Chinese model, the adoration of the tyrant. Of course, they yell at the right for doing it because of Trump, but Trump was not a tyrant. That's just one of the lies along with defund the police decreases crime and men give birth. That Trump was a tyrant was a lie, but the left does that all the time. They own the media and they repeat a lie and then people believe it. Trump was many things, but he was not a tyrant. The left is tyrannical because anywhere it takes hold, it suppresses dissent. That's not true for the right. It just isn't. So the question is, is it, is it quintessentially Russian and Chinese? The adoration of tyranny, or is it built into the human condition? And the idea that the individual is supreme and not the state is an aberration. And like almost everything America did, I think it's an aberration. 1A Prager 776.
0: The Dennis Prager Show.
1: Running a small business without HR? Talk about high risk. It's time for Bambi. Bambi is an HR platform built for businesses like yours, so you can automate the most important HR practices and get your own dedicated HR manager. First, Bambi's HR Autopilot automates your core policies, workplace training, and employee feedback. Then, your dedicated HR manager will help you navigate the more complex parts of HR and guide you to compliance, available by phone, email, or real-time chat. With Bambi, your dedicated HR manager starts at just $99 a month, no hidden fees, and cancel anytime. time. Bambi has received thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, and their customers are four times less likely to have a claim filed against them. Go to Bambi.com Prager right now for your free HR audit, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash Prager, Bambi.com Prager. Hello, my friends. Very interesting debate I will be participating in with a rabbi in, uh, in Beverly Hills at the Temple of the Arts, June 8th, be live stream, and I'll let you know when that is available as well as in person. And the subject is, are people basically good? I can't think of a topic I am more concerned with, there are many that I am as concerned with. I consider the belief that people are basically good, that human nature is basically good, up there with men give birth and defunding the police decreases crime. It is something people make up and want to believe despite how obviously false it is. The I've never said people are intrinsically evil. If I thought people were intrinsically evil, how could I possibly hope that anything I would say or write would make a better world, since you can't change the the inherently evil? But we're not inherently good. Anyway, just mark the date if you want to attend... I'll give you the information when it when it is revealed to me I can tell you where and when but uh, the live stream tickets etc. I will let you know about actually pleasantly surprised that the rabbi would want to agree to debate it doesn't usually happen and it'll be interesting to say the least that's why it's so important that you raise your children to be good not to be good students or good athletes to be good it's okay to want them to be good students and good athletes but first and foremost you have to raise them to be good which means that you have to tell them that being good, your character matters more to me than your grades. How many parents can say that? Your character means more to me than your grades. Or as I put it in a different context, in, a, in my column two weeks ago, well, would bring you more, more joy and more pride in your child that they got married, or that they graduated from Harvard. Most people would say graduated from Harvard. And that's part of the problem in our society. What we emphasize is foolish, just foolish. And then people are shocked at the results when they look at their children my Harvard or Princeton or Yale or Stanford or Berkeley or UCLA or Michigan or University of Pennsylvania grad is lost in terms of values. Then they say, I made a mistake. But people don't learn from others' mistakes. You know why? Because that, my friends, is called wisdom. Wisdom. Learning from other people's mistakes and from other people is sort of the definition of wisdom. 1 8 Prager 776. All right, let's see here. Uh, Elliot in Wilmette, Illinois. Hello.
2: Hello i speak with you. Thank you. <clears throat> um, a number of uh, lo- many things I'd love to talk to you about, but one point I thought might be useful here is that I'm always reminded that Russia, and, of course, China, never experienced the Renaissance, which was uh, a great civilizing influence to uh, Western Europe. Um, Peter the Great, if I recall, did all he could to, to drag Russia into the orbit of Europe, but uh, did not succeed very well. Um, that was a later time. But a great deal of what was um, ennobling uh, literature and such from uh, Greek, if I recall, came around to Europe via the conquering Arab territories, et cetera, stuff that had never been read before, suddenly very, very popular all throughout Europe, Um, very ancient stuff, which uh, they didn't. If you look at Russia, it basically goes from 13th century agriculture straight to the Industrial Revolution which uh, accounts for a great deal of their,
1: their... Right. All right, your points are well taken. It's correct. That's why the, the collapse of the West is so frightening. The phrase smoking gun is used as a way of saying, ah, we know what gun was used to shoot somebody, right? There's no doubt. It means there's no doubt. Here's the proof. The gun is smoking. So here's the proof about the left's contempt for free speech, which they don't even deny. They deny in the abstract, but... but uh, I am laughing because the living martyr sent me last night with his articles, something by Robert Reich. I don't know if you know who he was. Secretary of Labor under Clinton, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah it is not easy for me to say because I don't like attacking individuals, but he's one of the ten biggest fools in America. What he writes is always dumb. And uh, he, he wrote, he actually admitted how bad it would be for Elon Musk to take over Twitter because then... Uh, we won't be able to censor things. I mean, he actually wrote that. Yeah. But a, lot of a lot of people did. No, it, it, it's it, do you do you understand? This is the left's problem. The, how sick the left is, and how intellectually vapid it is. It will undermine democracy to allow people to say what they think on Twitter. Get it? So democracy is dependent upon censorship. That is the left-wing position. If you deny it, you are lying to yourself, and there's no hope for you. If you lie and know you're lying, there's great hope for you. Some of the leftists who write to me lie to themselves, and they I can't thank them enough. They give me an insight into the left. I look forward to the responses on this issue. The left despises free speech because it dies with free speech. The motto of the Washington Post should not be democracy dies in darkness. It should be democracy or better, free speech dies in, with leftism. Always, there is no exception since Vladimir Lenin in 1917. There is no instance of the left taking over either a country or a party, or a nation, or a college, and allowing dissent. There is no example of it in 105 years. They are crazed by the thought that Elon Musk would open up Twitter because free speech destroys the left. Free speech is the enemy of the left. You must understand that. They know it. They admitted it. I'll well, get these articles up here. It, it, it is, uh, <laughs> they, they, are, they are remarkable. Oh, yes, Spiked had a great column. I might have printed that, yes. Yes, Tom Slater, editor. The Washington Post's Max Boot was swift out of the blocks. Quote, this is the Washington Post. I am frightened by the impact on society and politics if Elon Musk acquires Twitter, Boot tweeted. He seems to believe that on social media anything goes. For democracy to survive, we need more content moderation, not less. Democracy survives with more censorship. Content moderation is censorship. That's the new term, right? Free speech is the mortal enemy of the left. And they know it. They admit it. Rob Hare, he writes, on an even more demented note, Robert Reich, who is a, a true fool, veteran of the Clinton and Obama administrations, essentially argued that Musk buying Twitter would put us on a fast track to fascism that Musk's vision for, quote, an uncontrolled, unquote, internet was, quote, the dream of every dictator, strongman, demagogue, and modern-day robber baron. (laughs) You hear that? One of the things people don't realize, because so many intellectuals are on the left, is the lack of intellectual substance to all leftism. This is a perfect example. An uncontrolled Internet is the dream of every dictator. Can you name a dictator who wants uncontrolled media? Robert Reich. I'll send $10,000 to BLM or any of your favorite charities if you can tell me, a dictator who wants open media. Free media, free speech. Where did he publish this drivel? Where, who published the Robert Reich? I don't think it was. I'm not sure it was. Published. You think he tweeted it? Maybe. Mm, I, I'd like to. I, I'd like to see who the, uh, the. Who put it up? New York University journalism professor Jeff Jarvis had this poetic response to Musk's bid. Today on Twitter feels like the last evening in a Berlin nightclub at the twilight of Weimar, Germany. Yes, with more free speech, Hitler comes to power. They believe it, because as we know, Hitler allowed free speech in Germany. That was one of the first things he, he allowed, was a free press. If you understand that free speech is the mortal enemy of leftism, you have gone a long way into understanding how to defeat the left and what the left is about. Back in The a Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody. I'm listening to The Dennis Prager Show, and I hope you are too. <laughs> this, this is a new twist to... All uh, right. This is interesting, I hope. Roger, Salt Lake City, Utah. Hello.
3: Hi, Dennis. Um, I, I think you're spot on with your position on human beings not being naturally good. I think Christianity, um, or most Christians, would agree with you, and that's why we believe that Christ came to make us good. I just have a just a quick verse scripture from actually the Book of Mormon. Uh, it says for the natural man is an enemy to God and has been from the fall of Adam and will be forever and ever unless he yields to the enticings of the Holy Spirit and putteth off the natural man and becometh a saint through the atonement of Christ the Lord and becometh as a child, submissive, meek, humble, patient, full of love, willing to submit to all things which the Lord seeth fit to inflict upon him, even as a child doth submit to his Father.
1: Well, thank you. I, I, I never uh, knew what the position uh, in LDS, Latter-day Saints, Mormons, uh, was on this subject, so I'm very happy that you called. There, I, I don't know of any religion or ancient, even non religious philosophy that ever said people were basically good. This is a modern idea produced essentially by the Enlightenment, and people have bought what is obviously silly. It's so obviously silly. If people are basically good, why do we have so many laws? I mean, to to put it bluntly, or not bluntly, but to make it apparent in in a way that a child could understand, what if they took down speed limit signs on highways and said, Drive carefully and follow your heart on the speed. Why not? We have so many laws to control human nature, and controlling our own nature is the essence of becoming a decent human. I'm Dennis Prager and we return The Dennis Prager Show.